Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday version of the show. Hopefully you're doing okay. Uh, we're dealing with some technical issues with power outages and such, but I think we got them all worked out. So hopefully everything is going to be running okay. Let me just dive into this real quick. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DST. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual like you who's gone through a rough experience, developed some techniques and tips that I've used to get my sanity back that I share with you to help you do the same. Break the cycle of toxic abuse, undo the damage, and hopefully if you have children, repair the relationship you have with them. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose a person with personality disorder, so be really careful throwing those terms around. You don't want to sit there and hurt your credibility by playing doctor on on TV, so to speak, just keep things uh, focused on patterns of behavior. Of course, learn what the terms are, learn the ways to deal with it, but just be careful throwing it around because that can hurt your credibility and ultimately, ultimately hurt your case. If you like what's going on here and you want to join, or not join, but you want to support the channel, you can join the channel memberships over at youtube.com slash Dad Surviving Divorce. And when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis like the boop emoji, your name listed in the credits, and access to member-only events and a section of the DSD Discord that's only available to members. So if you're interested in that, the lowest level is $199, and all, all of it adds up to help keep this, keep this show going. If you want to get text notifications of when the show goes live and you're in the United States or Canada because it doesn't work anywhere else, which is really frustrating, but I can't seem to find a way around that, (laughs) you can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And finally, if you want to call in and participate in the show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483 or 1424-DSD-LIVE. Uh, and actually somebody looks like they're on the web interface already. There is a, a link to do that for the out of country callers. So on that, hopefully you guys are doing okay. Uh, moderator Debbie is actually with me. You can say hello. You're on camera now. Oh, it might help if I turned your microphone on. <laughs> there we go. Hello. So, and we still got the tree. Whoops. Nothing. The tree cam. That would be the tree cam. That's still going. I uh, haven't taken it down yet, uh, and then that's just my other secondary view. I slowed it to make it a little more exciting, and you can see more buttons. Isn't that awesome? So on that, hopefully everybody's doing all right. Uh, let me just check around to make sure everything is running okay. Um, let me just move in, move in some. I gotta, I gotta get things figured out. So hold on a. Let's see here. I'm just checking the comments. I'm going to go ahead and go to this phone call. Uh, hopefully it'll work. It is the web interface, so that seems to be a little flaky. So my fingers are crossed. We'll have to see what happens. So let's see. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, Dwayne. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, my God. The interface is working. How are you doing this morning? Or I guess probably this afternoon where you are. I was listening to the same thing. The one day, <laughs> the one day I call in, I'm thinking the interface is not going to work. Great. <laughs> So how's it going? I'm fine, thank you. It's uh, mid-afternoon here in the UK. It's 14.07, so it's mid-afternoon. All right. How are you this morning? I'm needing more coffee. <laughs> so what did you want to talk <laughs> about? 
So I'm going to be a bit careful about what I say. Yep. Um, purely because I have the court case actually going in January and in the UK here to speak about any such thing in social media is unacceptable and could be used against me in court. So I've got to be very careful about what I say. Yeah, copy that. So here's the interesting part. Um, it's hard not to use the words like, you know, narcissistic social behavior and all the rest of it. It's very hard to use those sort of words, but uh, in court, it's very easy to slip up. So that's one of the main things I think um, I've got to be careful of. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a little rundown of the story I've got, and uh, hopefully some viewers can probably take some something away from that. Uh, just on the side note, if any viewer is in the UK, um, hold on the uh, live chat. That'll be cool. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Go for it. Brilliant. Okay, so got into a relationship about two years ago, two and a half years ago. I was in a marriage before that for about 15 years. Uh, the marriage just kind of fizzled out and we went both our separate ways. Absolutely fantastic marriage, no issues, just wanted different things in life. A um, couple of years later, met somebody online, decided to get married. Two years into the marriage, everything's happy. She's been on holiday, she's been surprises, I've done surprises, everything's great. She has a baby, goes to her mom's house, and next thing I know, I'm kicked out of the house. Um, I receive a phone call, end of the marriage, boom, that's it, game over. Yeah. Can't come around to see the, the child anymore. Blocked me from seeing the child. I then apply to the court. And again, boom, yeah. Uh, I've got false allegations coming out of my ears. Um, all of a sudden, I've got, you know, every word you can think of with the word abuse in front of it, you know. Yeah. Um, they made everything up. We go to court and the judge uh, turns around and says, okay, give us six allegations. She drops all of them. She doesn't files two new ones. The problem I see at the moment is the family courts don't seem to have any way of, you know, repercussions to the to the opposing parent. I'm going to keep this gender neutral. So, yeah, um, you know, this happens to both men and women. So I'm just making, at this moment in time, we're talking about myself. So it's, it's, it's on the female side, but I'm trying to keep it gender neutral. Parental alienation is gender neutral. It can happen to both sides. However, the issue we're facing here is women in the UK especially, there's no repercussions for lying in court. Well, it's the same in the United States too. Family court, you know, you, you think that perjury is a, would be punished and people would be held accountable, but they're not. It's like they, they have a tendency to look at family court as like, well, it's the parent of children and, and they just hate each other and it's not really the same thing. So they just get off scot-free and it's really... It's really frustrating because there should be some accountability to it to try to stop this the false allegations from happening, but they don't do that, not anywhere. So I haven't heard mm -hmm. of any, I very I've I very every once in a while I'll hear a story where somebody was able to hold somebody accountable, but majority of the time that doesn't happen anywhere. So yeah, I mean, if viewers could call in and say, you know, I've, I've had this case where. I could hold somebody accountable. You know, it's perjury, it's defamation yeah. of character. Uh, you know, somebody who's been in marriage for 15 years and never had any, in fact, my um, first wife actually uh, provided a two-page statement about about my character. And yeah. yet the court simply just ignored that. You know, it, it, it's not relevant. Um, 
which is ridiculous. When you've been married for 15 years, surely it's relevant to the case that this person has never abused anybody, but the other person has been with them for two years and they, they can start shouting abuse. Uh, funnily enough, the, the day after I was, I was told I'm not allowed to come to the house anymore, immediately received the uh, letters from child support, you know, demanding money. Yeah. And it seems basically that six months beforehand when we purchased the house, she wanted to put her name on the property and it was all to do with the finances. Um, so now she's got her clothes into my property as well as clothes into my monthly salary. And it's just downhill from here. And I, and this, and and it hit me right at the time when we heard the first lockdown in the UK around the twenty third oh, of March. I'm so, sorry, man. Yeah, basically, um, I ended up in a in a in a one bedroom, kind of well, four walls, I could say, um, alone in 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 in, the, in you know in this situation. And uh, if it wasn't for the friends and family help that I you know the, the support that I received from them, you know, anybody in my situation would have given up. And one of the biggest things I learned from this is, um, I don't know if anybody here is listening from the UK, you've heard of Jan James and the Good Egg Safety Company. And she produced a report in the parentalalienation.uk. Um, and anybody out there who wants to, to, to read that report, they can read the report on, on, on UK suicide. Um, and, and I think the figures are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal um, about uh, the suicides in the UK here because of parental alienation because because of um, family separation and the uh, false allegations which is the biggest one yeah if you after this is over if you could uh send me an email with that link i'll add it to the show notes so people can look that up because we do have a couple okay. other uk yeah. people on here right now so man so how are how yeah, are you holding uh, i mean I'm, so basically how are you holding up um without breaking down our live show <laughs> Um, it's been tough. It's been absolutely crazy tough. Um, uh, initially, I started off kind of um, doing a blog from my daughter every day. Yeah. Um, the dog daughter was born uh, in December, and she was only three and a half months when all this happened. Um, so initially, I started doing a blog, which helped a lot. I wrote everything down. Um, I produced a 36-page report on the two years of marriage, including all the holidays, the photos, the snaps, which came to about 300-odd pages. Um, I think that was the um, the pivot point for me, um, writing everything down and, and basically, you know, I was, in my first marriage, I never took any photos. In my second marriage, I was like a Japanese photographer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, took, I took photos of everything, uh, literally everything, and every, every day out, every weekend out, every last thing, every last detail. And so I produced a report with, uh, with 300 odd pages, and that, that, that report really helped me because I could what I've given to a marriage for two years right? and what I've received in return, you know, the constant gaslighting, the deliberate arguments, the provocation to see how far you can push a person before they'll kind of, you know, flip or lose it or, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm genuinely, I'm a calm person. I can just get on with life. Nothing really bothers me, but to say that somebody will do everything they can to push you to see where they can get you somehow. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if she was recording conversations. I wouldn't be surprised if she'd been going to a doctor's falsely, uh, making allegations of domestic violence, because immediately in the UK here, as soon as they claim domestic violence, they can claim money from the government called legal aid. Right. Effectively not having to pay for the case anymore. It's messed up. So anything I thought uh, in terms of like the divorce, 
she, she well, she's done the divorce on me. If anything in the divorce case, as far as they're concerned, it comes out of this big purse called legal aid, and she doesn't have to pay a single penny. So she can run me through the court, yeah, take money from me for child support, and at the same time, um, she can she can uh, rinse me with the legal system at the same time. So effectively make me render me to a point where i can't financially fight for my daughter and i hate to use that word fight um because it's trying to get my family in my life my daughter's my family yeah exactly not a fight. it shouldn't have to be a fight it absolutely what a horrible yeah, word right. to use you, know, you have to fight to see your child so um, do you have do you get to see her at all now or, or are you are you denied access well, right now they were denying me access up till well, I didn't see her for about two months initially, which killed me. Um, and then after two months, the court, court basically the first case, the barristers and solicitors involved, they simply said they there's no way they'll give you access. But the judge at the time said, yeah, you can have access in a supervised contact center. The only thing is with COVID, there's no contact centers open. Yeah. Sounds like, you know. That's like an empty weapon right there. How luckily, uh, five days later, one opened and I've managed to get access. So I've managed to see my daughter for an hour every three to four weeks, which is ridiculous. I mean, she doesn't recognize me for the first 15, 20 minutes. And it's like she gets to see me for about 15, 20 minutes and then she's got to go again. So it's like it, it, it's more painful for her than anything else. But And I feel for her because she only sees me really for about half an hour. But at least I get to see her. She gets to see me at least as a starting point. And I've had that since around uh, end of August, so September, no, sorry, end of September. So October, November, December. So I've seen about three to four times now. Well, I mean, that's, I know it's, I know it's frustrating, but you got to just keep plugging through that because that's the first step, right? I mean, it's, you know, and you said she's what, two years old or how old's your daughter? Well, I tell you what, never mind. Don't, I know that in the UK, you guys talking about stuff is a lot more complicated. We in the United States, there's a little bit more. We have a more flexibility to talk about stuff. So I don't want to. I don't want you to say anything that would get you in, in trouble. So I, I retract yeah, I'm, that I'm question. Very careful about what I'm <laughs> so no, she, I, mean, she, I can I can say her age, but she's basically coming to a year old now, and basically, okay. um, I've not seen her for about ten months of her life. I can I can say certain things. I'm, I am careful about what I'm saying because I know we're live. Um, but yeah, this is this is the kind of system. So the, the system basically then says that I have to now go to court and be on trial yep. against these false allegations. Um, and so it's going to cost me, I don't know, ten thousand dollars, maybe fifteen thousand um, dollars. I'm just doing a little conversion there in my head. About fifteen thousand dollars is going to cost me to go to court, um, and it's going to cost her nothing. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much, I mean, I, it cost me over 20. Um, wow. and if I would have had to, if I couldn't have figured out a way to get out of paying her attorney fees, I would have had to pay all her attorney fees in the United States. That's the way it happens wow. here is they just basically say, Oh, well, the other person doesn't have any money. So you have to pay. So you end up funding both your, your attorney or barrister for you guys, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and theirs. Yeah. So, Man, just stick with the fight. Hey, I've got, I, I, are you a member of our Discord, the DSD Discord, or not? I, I have not had much. Being a techie, I, um, I've had a bit of a weird problem with Discord, so I've not actually got onto Discord myself. Um, but I can get onto that, no problem. Well, there's another but person. Think, um, Merge had done a super, super, super chat, super chat, basically saying uh, at to me, you know, I'd like to make a UK Discord uh, group. Our 
group on the discord can we make it happen i can actually i can absolutely do that i could do that after the show so i'd encourage you to check into that because there are a couple of people over in your your neck of the words that are on that dsd discord and at least mm-hmm. and and some of what you're talking about is some of what's happening with them too especially with covid and your guys's your new lockdown i mean i really feel for all you folks over there because i mean yeah going through this is tough but but then all your support systems are erased right you can't go meet your friends for coffee or have a drink you can't go play you know tennis or whatever i mean you can't you can't do anything so all your you're stuck in your house looking at like you said your four walls without any support so maybe that might be helpful at least if there's some you know people on your side of the planet that you can actually at least commiserate with and talk to you know yeah, I mean, um, it's really difficult in this situation, especially where the other parent is deliberately doing everything they can to destroy you. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know, so they, they, they will do everything they can to. I mean, I, I have literally been told that we'll be happy when you commit suicide. <sighs> That's the kind of response you know, that I've got. I, I mean, them. I don't know if you remember... That. In my uh, shows I do with Chris Godinez, we do them every once in a while, but that's one of the reoccurring things she says is that that's what exactly what they want. And for them to come out and say that to you, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's very subversive and and they don't really say it, but to say it, to try to get you to do it is, is just evil. And I hope you can use that as strength to help keep you fight, fighting in this, just to say, you know what, you're not going to break me. You're going to do everything you can to try but I'm going to come out of you. Know, you're going to come out of this, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyone out there, you know, just, just at the end of the day, remember your fight is actually not the fight to it's your own fight really more than anything. You know, like my daughter is basically who I'm trying to get out of the situation. So just a little background, right? The mother in law, um, she did this to her husband 15 years ago. Oh, Jesus. The sisters did to her husband yeah. three years ago. Um, and so basically this whole process is all about basically financially gaining from a marriage. It's yeah. effectively a business contract, not a marriage contract. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and that's basically what it is. So, I mean, I, I've done quite well uh, financially. I won't go into details of that, but with my first, but in, within my first marriage, I had a property and the property was with my first wife. She left it with me. She, she said, yeah, you keep it, do what you want. When you sell it, you know, give me, give me the Give me the far for whatever you want to give me. I'm happy with whatever you do. Yeah. I trust you. Four years, five years on, she's not bothered. She's like, whenever it sells, it sells. I don't care. Um, but this this one, as soon as the uh, they locked the door on me, I got the financial papers. I got the uh, child support papers. I got divorce papers. Oh, yeah. you know, it, it was basically like, he, he, here's a contract. Either you can sign this or you can sign your life away and we'll take everything anyway. Yep. Well, hang in there, man. I mean, it sounds like you're, I mean, even though it's really tough, it sounds like you get, sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders and a way forward. I know yeah. with, with you having a one-year-old, thing it's is a surround yourself with support. Say that again. I think for anybody out there who's going through this, surround yourself with support. If you want support, contact me. I'll be happy to help. Um, Dwayne, you're doing a fantastic job. Just want to say that in there. It's a, you're doing a fantastic job and it helps a lot. Um, can't be easy running a show every day for two hours, (laughs) um, (laughs) or two o'clock every every day. Um, but I really do appreciate it. There's a lot of work going out there. There's a lot of people on LinkedIn who are trying to help. There's a lot of support out there. And for anybody who's going through this stuff, you know what, holler at me, holler at Dwayne, whoever, you know, just get in there and get that support in there because it's those people around you that help. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's so tough with, uh, I mean, going through this, having your whole world rips upside down and then adding in the whole COVID thing where there's just not, uh, not, um, you're not able to really move around the way you used to. Do you have anything you want to add on that, Debbie? Well, I think it's a, for one thing I wanted to say, it's a good idea to have a little place for people from the UK to vent to each other and discuss all what's going on in their neck of the woods. And, uh, I think that's going to pop up from time to time. Don't you think there's, Oh yeah. There are some things that are universal issues and then there are other things that might be more specific. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you on that. But, so let me, was anything going on in the comments that I missed while we were doing that? I sent a few over to our, uh, all right, let's see notes. here. I can see one from, uh, I'm going to, I'm scrolling up. Oh, wow. looks like there might be some, uh, extra, maybe the chat's going faster than I, than I thought because I missed, uh, a lot of this I'm trying to scroll back and nope, no luck. So I'll just read it. So for Miami babe said is, uh, what can we do to hold them accountable? Maybe take it to civil court and press the issue. Well, if you guys remember whenever I had the interview with, uh, Melissa Isaac, she had discussed that some people are, you know, like, like she's starting to see that. But for the most part, what I keep hearing from people who try that, it just gets thrown out. So it's, it's one of those things where you, you kind of have to pick your battles because if you, you know, I mean, if it, it, it depends emotionally on where you're at, right? And what I mean by this is that this stuff gets so damn frustrating that when you finally lash out and fight back, and if you lose, and if you lose badly, like for instance, if you go to civil court, my understanding is if they throw the the case out, you could be then charged with all, not charged, but financially accountable for their entire defense. You know, I mean, so you could effectively just get, I mean, more financially ruined than uh than you normally could be you got anything to add to that well i was really taken aback by the um the planning that this ex did it looked like it was planned ahead of time that they were going to just enjoy a little bit of time have some fun and then it just seemed really planned you know the the crazy part is yeah i mean and it and it you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is one of the things I, I did want to hit. Guys, if you are in with a new person, look at their past, look at their family's past and really pay attention to it. I mean, that last caller said that this is a pattern that her sister had done, her mom had done. I mean, so the likelihood it was going to happen to him was pretty damn high. And the sad part is, is, especially if you're naive about this, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, oh, I'm going to be the, the savior as soon as I come in. I know I'm a good person and I know I'm going to treat this person right. So they'll be loyal to me and we'll be, we'll be on the same page. And typically it just doesn't happen that way. I mean, I fell into that same trap myself. I, you know, I, I got the sob story from my ex about how everyone had treated her poorly and how her life sucked and how you know, she'd been abandoned. And I mean, all these things that are now I know are red flags. And I was just like, you know, oh my God, I can't believe somebody treated, you know, little butterfly this way. You know, I'll, I'll be the, 
the knight in shining armor and, and it'll be the best thing ever. And it's not, you know, and some of them take longer to, to implode or not, you know, anyways, uh, I see there's another question. Oh, that was whenever he was on there. Oh, darn. Uh, basically, Merge had said, uh, ask, uh, ask the caller how many of the allegations in the Scott schedule were found true by the court. Was it a fact-finding hearing? So maybe you can answer that in the comments if you're still on. And uh, I wonder if I can have this. I'm going to just have it speak this because I can't. And Shul Rajawat. And Shul Rajawa, if I said that right, I'm sorry if I didn't. It says, I am a family scapegoat. I'm planning to run away due to massive smear campaign ran by my father. Should I try to explain to people my side of the story or will they understand on their own? See, here's the, here's the problem with um, false allegations and flying monkeys. And the, the issue with that is that you can try, and I would say try once or twice to tell your side of the story to see if there's anybody that will believe you and then move on. And be and then the flip side to it is, is be very cautious who you trust because most of the time or a lot of time what people will do is they will they'll play both sides, right? They'll be like, oh well, I want to be the intermediary. I want to be the the savior of this relationship. Or it's just that they want drama and they just don't they want drama and they relish in that. So if they can get your side and then play it to the other side and then tell you something and it just creates more, more problems. So I don't, I don't necessarily see an issue with trying to defend yourself against a smear campaign, but it needs to be very targeted, specific. And you know, you hit once or twice and then you move on, you know, it, because most of the time when people are siding with the other person, you've already lost and then you're basically to try to try to convince them of what's going on can be really tough. Do you have anything you want to add on to that? No, I'm just I'm right with you. Okay. And, and I'm looking to see if there's any more questions. All right. I'm seeing more comments and questions this Okay. Morning. Not a not a problem. Uh, I'm going to go to the next caller. We actually we have two callers in the queue, so I'm going to go to the one that's talking about uh, silver silver bullet plans for Christmas. If I can hit the right button. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, how you doing? Oh, hi. How are you? I'm okay. Good, and you? I'm doing good. Very good. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Dwayne, for all the work you're doing because it really helps uh, a community out there. Thanks so, so much for saying that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So, so basically, in my story, very quick, very fast. Uh, basically, I I have a, a six-year-old um, daughter. Uh, we were married for four years, separated for one. She was not letting me see the kid. I start. I filed for divorce. Then I filed an order to show cause because she was not letting me see the kid at all. And then she started coming up with a lot of allegations and stuff like that. So now we're in the process where I wanted to kind of share my story. I don't know, maybe help someone about how sometimes you don't have to listen to your attorney. You know, okay. sometimes we, yeah. we're always say, we're always saying, "Oh, attorney, attorney," right? So the thing is, she's being pretty brutal in the sense of uh, I don't know. I saw my kid like maybe two, three weeks ago, and basically we're in the court back and forth, and 
and basically, um, so she took her to the hospital. And she's been already doing like some sort of medical life before, but this time was true. So we went to the hospital. She was not even telling me that she was taking her to the hospital. So she was very, very kind of a, a very strong uh, against me. The attorney even said to my attorney that I should not even go to the hospital to see her because little uh, little kids want to be with little uh, with their mommies at this time. I didn't care. I showed up in the hospital. Yeah. And, and that was your attorney. Hold on a second. Her, was that your you know? attorney that said that or their attorney? No, no, no. That's the other attorney. That's her. Oh, attorney. okay, okay, that's okay. Her attorney. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. My attorney asked. Yeah. <laughs> so my my attorney said, "Hey, can 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 the father go there from four to four thirty? And that's what the other attorney said, right? So basically, I showed up there. But what I'm trying to say is that my wife has been very aggressive in everything that she's doing with allegations, stuff like that. So, but interesting part of it is that at that night, I get a text message from her saying, "Hey." why don't we get all for Christmas and have a nice Christmas dinner after, you know, and after and our daughter gets out of the hospital and, you know, it would be at my mom's house and no problem. I think she would really like it, you know? Okay. And I, and I was like, really like, I'm not even going to answer to that. Right. I said, I want to talk to my attorneys first. Yeah. Yeah. And I showed up at the, I showed up at the hospital at 7 a.m. the following day. And she told me, hey, you didn't answer to my text. I really think we should really all get together for a nice Christmas Eve meal, right? So my attorney said to me, hey, I think you should go. Maybe she wants to cooperate. Maybe she wants to do this. And if things get violent or get bad, just leave. And I was talking to my parents. I was talking, I cannot go. I feel there's something wrong about this, right? Yeah. And I decided to go against my attorney's advice. I said, I'm not going. I'm not going to my, my, you know, my wife and yeah, my yeah. mom's, my, my wife's mom's house, because it's very risky and very dangerous. So, what I'm trying to share with all this is that basically, you are the one making a decision. Yeah. Even if the attorneys sometimes they give you the reasonable kind of way, I think it's very risky for you to make a mistake in this case. You know. Oh, especially, so, I mean, you're walking into yeah. the, you're walking into the Viper den, you know, I mean, if, if, and if it's a setup right. and you have all her family there who will then say, I mean, yeah, it's, I, you know what, my take on that is trust your gut. If your gut's telling you something doesn't feel right, right, listen to it because the, the aftermath of that. And I mean, your attorney saying, oh, well, if it gets, if it gets ugly, leave, well, yeah, leave in the back of a police car on your way to jail, potentially. Right, right. Now, good right. call. And, and that's why I really appreciate when I, yeah, yeah. When I saw yesterday your your interview with Melissa, you know, said about the proximity oh, that yeah. you don't want to even be in, in a closed space when there's a pretty high conflict. Yep. I basically, so I I don't know if a lot of callers or your members that I'm gonna I'm gonna join is basically sometimes these Christmas uh, holidays they're really used sometimes to really trap you. Oh, absolutely. You know, in the worst where they don't allow access or that's a pure blonde setup, you know, like just saying, like Melissa said, oh, come for all the good days. You know, the kid is out of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you and, and then you're screwed for six months trying to go supervise visits and all that. Yeah, right exactly. now, we have no order of custody. We're both equally. And I think it's more the mistakes you might make 
that I think the anyway, I wanted to share my story. No, thanks for really sharing, man. I appreciate your, it. Your work. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, definitely a cautionary yeah, thank tale. Thank you so much. I know that a lot of callers. And, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah, for yeah. calling. Thank you. So I, I appreciate, you know, you see, well, let me back up. I think what this guy was just talking about, the, the key point of it is realizing that you can't trust them and realizing you really have to have your guard and your defenses up. And it really feels weird and it feels unnatural. And there are people who are going to try to say, oh, well, you need to do something different. And, you know, you need to be that's they're they're putting out an olive branch. But you got to really be cautious on that. Do you have anything you want to add on to that, Debbie? No, I was uh, I was uh, going through the comments just now. Okay, and I'm bringing up a few things. All righty. Mm-hmm. So let me uh, let me uh, hit those real quick. Uh, Allswell had said uh, to Alone Parent Iron, "Doesn't the UK have course of control laws of uh, enforcement actions?" Uh, I think they do. But uh, I don't necessarily know if that would be you'd be able to use that to hold someone accountable in. Well, you might be able to. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, that's relatively new. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And and for people, my understanding and correct me if I'm wrong, is if you're in that, if you're in the or if you fall under that, they've basically criminalized coercive control, which means if you're being uh, financially controlling, emotionally controlling instead of it just being an issue in family court, they can actually use it or charge you against it in, in the criminal court. It actually makes me nervous because narcissistic people project and they have a tendency to try to say that we're that mine did mine said to me that I I was saying to everyone that I was emotionally controlling, financially controlling, physically abusive, uh, dangerous, you know, I mean, just, just, just keep lathering on. I mean, there were even some other allegations that were being thrown out there that uh, uh, didn't ultimately make it into the court case, but that were just pretty damn devastating. And, you know, I mean, it, it, what worries me is it is at that stage, if I would have gotten wrapped up into that, maybe I could have been convicted on that and be sitting in jail or just getting out of jail by now. It's just really, really crazy. Uh, let's see. We haven't, wow. We have a lot of callers today. So I'm going to go to the next caller. Uh, let me get this set up. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. So just briefly my story, um, uh, back in 2013, um, a girl reached out to me on Facebook that I had had a crush on for a long time. Uh, she was 21. I was 22 at the time. And uh, she was saying she was in an abusive situation, needed help. She was engaged to a guy. And uh, she was feeling, you know, like she was going to be hurt, etc. And uh, I started talking to her. Three weeks later, we ended up going to the courthouse and getting married. Oh, and that was obviously seven years ago. Um I have poured my heart and soul into my wife and our four children that we have now. My youngest was 11 months. My oldest is five years old. And uh, the last, uh, about a year, almost two, almost two years ago, my mother, my wife alleged that my mother sexually assaulted two of our children. And 
we had a lot of, a lot of arguments about that and our relationship started declining from there because at the time I did not believe that my mother did it. Um, as of last night, I now strongly believe that she did because I called her and confronted her with some stuff and her answer shocked me severely and I've been a mess. I've been a mess the last two weeks. But anyway, so my wife, uh, we had an argument on December uh, 10th and uh, it turned physical, which we've never had physical stuff before between us. And the next morning I went to work and came home and found her gone. She sent me a text message that says, I'm going to stay with my parents. You need to get counseling. I set up marriage counselors. Um, she talked to one counselor. I talked to the other counselor. The following week, we were supposed to do a joint session. And then she never called in for it. So I waited a week, and then I started trying to find out what had happened because my wife and children had just disappeared. Right. And uh, couldn't couldn't find anything out. So I ended up having a nervous breakdown, ended up in the hospital because I was having thoughts, thoughts of suicide. I took myself to the hospital anyway. Um, oh, good for you. I worked through that. I, I waited all week. Uh, uh, Saturday, so the day before yesterday, I had a sheriff show up and delivered me a uh, restraining order. Um, and the charges that my wife wrote out in her own hand in this restraining order are just like literally out of this world. She's accusing me of threatening her with guns, knives. Um, she's accusing me of beating our children. She's accusing me of holding her down until she has bruises. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, she filed criminal charges uh, the day after she left, which it shows that in the restraining order, but I don't know what kind of criminal, criminal charges yet. I'm assuming it's based on these allegations in the restraining right. order. So I got, an, I got an attorney, started talking to him. My attorney dumped me yesterday because he'd been in a vehicle accident. And he realizes this case is serious. And he says, I can't give you enough, enough you know, attention to this that you need. Um, I'm, I haven't worked in two weeks. I'm basically financially destroyed at this point because I mean, I've never was a rich guy. Um, right. I'm, I'm taking today off to try and find another attorney and then I have to go to work, but I'm just a mess. I can't talk to my parents anymore. Um, I, I basically have no one. I, my one friend that's been a huge support through this is now once he heard the charges against me, he pulled way back and got really reserved and doesn't even want to answer my phone calls now. Um, I, last night I was really having a hard time. And so I called to the crisis center and talked to a counselor. But my question to you is how do I understand why my wife is doing what she's doing? I mean, I have loved her. I have cared for her. I have, I've done everything for her. I mean, literally. And I just, I'm completely devastated at what she's doing. And I would love to still make it work. I would love to, you know, apologize for being physical with her that day before she left and uh i'd love to see us reunite again but i just don't know how to get over this absolute feeling of dejection of just absolute betrayal well yeah and the reality is, is as soon as you see somebody who is willing to do what your what your ex is doing you really have to trusting that person again i mean they've already demonstrated what they're willing to do so they'll do it again so the, the yeah. other, the other thing is, is that, I mean, depending on, on, you know, what her motivation is typically, unfortunately, as soon as they feel that you're not, I don't know, like a source of supply. I mean, we're, I don't know necessarily what, what the, you know, emotionally is going on with your, 
your she, your wife, but I mean the fact her, that the, well, hold on a second. She, Let me just jump in because it, you know I mean the the problem. The other issues is is that if the allegations against your mom are legit, um, I mean there's a lot of problems going with your. I mean there's a lot of issues. Yeah, there there is. Uh, like I said, I have been doubting for a long time the accusations that my wife put against my mother. But after I talked to my mother last night, um, I believe her. And my wife filed charges against my mother at the same time she filed charges against me. Um, of course, none of the charges against me are anything sexual. Um, but uh, I wouldn't do that to my children. But anyway. Um, yeah. You know, my wife, when she left, she went to stay with her parents, but she was only there, I don't know how long, and she turned herself into state custody. And so, of course, the state is funding for her. Um, and, you know, I'm out here on a shoestring trying to hold everything together, and I just emotionally, I can't even focus. I tried to go back to work a week ago. Well, dude, you're, you're two weeks into this. I, I mean, this is this is all fresh. I mean, you're... I know, and, you know, and, and just to add one more... Just to add one more thing to it, I was raised in a Christian home, very sheltered. Uh, this girl, I mean, I've only slept with two people in my life, and this girl is the only girl I've been been with that that you know has broken up with me. I mean, I've never been dumped before. I'm not. I mean, I'm not the type of guy that you know just has a stone heart and jumps from girl to girl, you know, etc. I mean, I've given seven years to this this woman that I love with all my heart, and now she's doing this, and I just don't even know how to function. Unfortunately, you have to, at least right now, treat her as an arch enemy. Uh, the other advice, I mean, I am not an attorney, so you definitely need to find another attorney, but I would be very careful what you say to her, what you admit to. I mean... Oh, I can't. I can't talk to her. Right. Okay. Good. She's, she's got me completely cut off. She changed her phone number and literally disappeared. I don't even know where she's at. Well, if she's got a restraining order, I mean, that's and kind of, of course, the standard, the, standard process with that. So when, when do you go to court for the restraining order? Okay. Um, they gave me a week. I have to go the fourth. Okay. Yeah. Normally the TRO are, depending on what they call it in your area, they, they do it. It's in effect until you go to court and they have that initial hearing. Hopefully in that initial hearing, you'll be able to uh, knock it down and have it terminated instead not put permanent but it depends on if she's depend, depends on the type of evidence she has for it um you got to just be really careful you know i mean and if you admit to being i mean here's the reality is if you were physical with her and if you did put marks on her then you have a pro you have i did not i did okay. not okay well, good. I, I did not i did not put marks I did not put marks on her. I mean, we did get in a physical altercation where there was, you know, I picked her up, carried her over and set her on the bed and she was kicking at me and, and that kind of thing. But I mean, there was no bruises. I never hit her. I didn't, you know, didn't okay, slap her or anything good. like that. But yeah, just make sure, yeah, yeah make, anyway. make sure before you get to that point that you have an attorney, just so you understand what you can and can't say. Right. I mean, because you don't, you don't want to say right. something to where everyone smiles and goes, Oh, thank you so much. And you realize later that you, you torpedoed yourself, but I mean, you're in, I mean, this is a long, okay. you're in a tough process, right? I mean, you're in what a lot of people on this channel have gone through are going through or in the midst of, uh, I, I know I'm, I'm glad to hear that you are seeking out help and you're recognizing when you have, when you're having issues and you're making sure you're trying to find the support you can. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your friend who 
you know, doesn't understand this stuff and, and, uh, is, you know, basically thinking that maybe the allegations are true, but I think a lot of people, a lot of us end up going through that as well. So you just have to take things slow. Uh, I would encourage you also to join the discord, the DSD discord, just so you have some other people who are going through similar stuff that you can talk to that aren't going to be like the people on Facebook who are just going to tell you how horrible it's going to be and how everything is going to just be worse because that, you know, the last thing you need right now is for people uh, to paint a picture about how bad this is going to be. Yeah. Well, that's partly why I'm having such a hard time this morning is I was talking, my pastor had referred me to a faith, faith based counselor, uh, another pastor, um, because my pastor is still working with my wife because he's been doing counseling with her prior to her leaving. Right. And, uh, so he referred me to another pastor and that pastor last night when I read him the charges and, told him a bit of what was going on. He basically told me, well, suck it up, Betty. You're going to be in jail for a long time. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's not right. You know, only about 10% of what's in this report is even true. I mean, I can't just roll over and play dead because. No, and don't dude, and don't do that. Okay. And let me just throw this out, throw out. I I hate it when people do crap like that because it's, it's messed up. And here, okay, here's the thing. Be very methodical about what you do. I mean, yes, this is going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie to you and say that this isn't, I mean, you're already, you're already living it. So you know, it's difficult, but just keep, keep your, you know, keep your wits about you. Make sure you don't make any, any mistakes. Keep yourself as calm as possible and just methodically go through this. You definitely need a criminal attorney. Well, if they press charges against you, you're going to need an attorney for that. And then there's a fan, you know, so now you're in the, in, yeah. the, in the thing for family. And, and I, here's, the, here's the thing. If, it, if you don't have any money and it gets to the point that it's criminal, you fr- post all your money on the criminal side because that's what's going to keep you, you know, maintain your freedom. I mean, if you lose your freedom, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but just take things slow yeah. and until something happens, that's, you know, don't catastrophize thinking about, Oh my God, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to, you know, all these different things. Just deal with it as it comes because we can torpedo ourselves going down and, and visualizing the, the, the horror of what this is going to be. And there's no reason to go down there until you're getting closer to it. Right. I mean, if you get into a situation where they're pressing charges and your attorney is saying, Hey, you might want to do a plea or something like that. Well, then things are, but you're not there yet. Right. I mean, so just, Stay calm. Yeah. The the first the best case scenario right now is you get through the um that next hearing, what next week, and the best case scenario is if they don't with they don't substantiate the the restraining order and make it permanent. And you know, but okay. but here's the problem: if your ex has been planning this, you know, if she's basically she has. Then the pro- okay, so then um, the, the problem has- is is if she's really invested in this outcome, then she's going to double and triple down. So you just have to be prepared for that. Emotionally, that's going to be really tough because, like you were mentioning before, I mean, this person that you love that you would do anything for is now willing to sacrifice you in an instant just to get you out of the picture. And that's a, that's a bitter pill. To, I mean, yeah. It was hard for me. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was going well, through that, it was really tough. Why, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of my issue is, you know, I did not see this coming at all. 
And yeah. now that I've, you know, spent two weeks trying to figure this whole situation out, I realized she planned this from back in September. And I had no idea. I, I didn't even see it coming. I mean, she started separating herself emotionally, physically from me. She got her own bank account back in September. I mean, she started like oh, okay. doing yeah. stuff and saying stuff to me. You know, she kept asking me like, well, if I left you, who would you get with? You know, would you get with someone? You know, all this kind of stuff. And I was, I was like, I don't even want to go there. I'm with you. I'm never going to, you know, I'm always going to be with you. And I had no idea that she was already, you know, thinking I'm done with this. And so, yeah, it's just been really, really hard for me. Yeah. Well, hang in there, man. Um, I would, again, I'd encourage you to join the discord as well and just, uh, you know, how do, how do I do that? Um, I'll, uh, as soon as you get off, I'll, uh, I'll walk through how to do it on the, on the, on the video. So, um, and there might be okay, uh, moderator Debbie might put the, the link in the thing. All right. Thanks for calling man. You know what guys, especially at the beginning stage of this, I just want to say this, it's critically important that you, you, you take a moment to slow yourself down because this stuff can feel so, I mean, I feel for this guy. I mean, he's lost basically his family with the, with the allegation that now seems true. He's lost his wife. He's got his friends who who his confidant, who is like, oh crap, you know, man, I don't know what to deal with this. Cause a lot of people don't, people don't understand false allegations. They don't think anyone, they think, they think that, um, the, the whole story, I mean, what's what everyone always says. They always say, you know, well, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. <clears throat> so there's so many ways for people to turn around and, uh, and just create extra problems with that. Did you have anything you wanted to add on that? Well, um, yes. Um, the fact that they're both going to the same faith-based community um, to get counseling, it sounds very obvious that um, the um, ex has already um, talked to people there and it's given the other side of the story and it's caused a problem because I don't think he would have been treated in the manner he was treated if she wouldn't have said whatever it is that she's been saying. And, um, and now what I've seen in these type of situations is usually it's not tolerable uh, for both people to remain at the same faith-based community, and one usually gets ostracized out. Now, I yeah. don't know if this person's going to be able to hang in there and deal with all the evil eye looks and all. It's, it's really hard to go to a place where the entire community has been their opinion of you has been stained permanently. It's very tough. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, man, I feel for you on that one. Oh, uh, the other thing I was going to do is let me, uh, get over here. No, I want to be over here. So, all right, let me hit this. So to get into the discord Oh, and for whatever reason, my computer is in dark mode. That's why everything's black today. Uh, go in, go to the main YouTube channel, go to the banner, just the DSD channel. When you get over there on the banner at the top, there's a link for the website, a link for the PayPal donation thing and the discord. Click that. That is the invite. If you do not have a discord, it'll ask you to create one. If you do already have a discord account, it'll just ask you to accept it. You only need to do that once. If you keep doing it, it'll add, it'll create, it'll ask you to create multiple accounts, which you don't really want to do. And that will get you in. Once you get into the uh, the Discord, well, let me close this out. You can um, uh, just open the app 
and just it'll be there. Uh, the server will be on there. Uh, the other thing is when you first get in, make sure you just send me a DM, a direct message, basically just right click or click on my name and it should give you an option to send me a message and just say, hey, I was a, like for this person, I was a caller earlier today. I want access to the Discord so I know who you are and I will let you in. So there's a little bit of privacy. I mean, it's not super private, so uh, I would encourage you to not use your real name, use aliases, and uh, be vague about what you're talking about in case your ex gets into it. But the one nice thing about it is it's a self-contained platform. So if there's somebody in there that you want to talk to, you can voice chat with them, you can video chat with them, and you don't have to give them your phone number, you don't have to give them your Facebook account, uh, so you can keep, keep your anonymity, uh, and I would definitely encourage you to use it for that. Uh, to be perfectly honest, unless you really connect with somebody and you've had some conversations, I personally wouldn't recommend you share anything personal. Uh, just keep it on on there. That way, you have some, um, you know, if something doesn't go right. You have uh, you have a better way to to control it. I guess. Did I miss any other uh, any other questions? Anything that I'm should hit? No, there's been some uh, chat going on, just back and forth. Uh, between some people and uh, yeah, okay. the, a lot of response to this. It's it was a difficult one. This is a difficult call. Yeah, let me look and see what I can see on that. Um, so I'm just trying to look through some of the some of the chat. So, all right. Well, we have another caller, so I'm going to go to that. Uh, looks like it's a return caller. Hello, welcome to the show. Let's see, did I do something wrong? Are you there? Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne hey, what's there, up? <laughs> there you are. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm like, huh, I wonder what what's I'm doing up, wrong boss? here. So how are you doing today? Good. It's Matt from New York just uh, calling in. Um, yeah, that last call I was deep. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I would say uh, just like all of us, you know, it's complicated, but, you know, you got to always, uh, what's your goal? And, and, and just stay laser focused on that, whatever that is. In his case, it's different than some of our cases and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, well, same thing, right? I mean, yeah, and his is stay laser that, focused on whatever that goal is. I was just saying that the, the, the tough part with him is he's like right in the middle of, I mean, you're talking two weeks out. I mean, he is just raw. I mean, basically the bomb's just gone off and he's mm -hmm. just in shell shock. Uh, that's a rough time. I yeah, think absolutely. all of us, I think all of us can remember the first couple of weeks of this and it feels, it just, I mean, I'm just kind of visualizing mine. I mean, that was the most surreal, horrible experience of my life. And I couldn't even, and then his is amped up to level 10. I mean, you've lost on top of that, on the same day of everything happening, you lose your, uh, uh you lose your family support. I mean, not that your family supports great, you know, most of the time, but that's horrible. I just, I really feel for that guy. Anyways. Oh, I know. I feel for him too. But yeah, so just you know, stay the course and see what he's, uh, he's got to do and stick with it and, and don't get distracted just like everything else. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> don't make mistakes like you tell everybody and you're right. So what's, um, what's going on with you? I see you wanted to yeah. give an update. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm at home now. Um, my um, living with my folks now, it's uh, a lot more relaxing. I bet. <laughs> um, we had our first, 
Yeah. You mean, you mean your, first, folk, like, your folks aren't uh, your folks aren't locking the cabinets and uh, and uh, giving you a lot of time so you can take showers and stuff and uh, <laughs> taking the faucets, <laughs> the handles off the faucet. They're not doing any of that. No, no. Oh man, I no, they haven't. They haven't yet. Surprisingly, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I they haven't called, they haven't cursed at me and yelled at me yet either. No, I love it. That's <laughs> they haven't yelled at me and they haven't cursed at me yet. So it's cool. <laughs> that's that's a, I'm I'm happy uh, for you, man. Stuff. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we had our, we got him in here on uh, the Wednesday before Christmas and he, he, I was so far, I mean, I'm blessed. I really am blessed in the sense that everything has been the best that I could hope for in the sense that the, when we broke it to him, what was going to happen, he was, the reaction was just all I ever hoped for is that he was not sad. He was, he was fine with him. He's six. So I think it's a good age. He's not old enough to feel like, Oh my God. I think, I don't know. He didn't seem to be, he, 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 sometimes I guess when they're older, they could mourn the loss of their parents' marriage. Maybe that'll come later, but he yeah. seems not to kind of care. He just kind of said to us, as a matter of fact, he's like, is it because you don't get along? And yeah. we said, yeah. And he's like, I, I, I knew. And he was not melancholy. He was like almost as a matter of fact about it and kind of like almost snarking because he knew he's like, I knew. I knew because you argue <laughs> and he was smiling. It's it, it's good. And you know, and the 50, 50 helps. I, I, oh, I, um, whatever my wife thinks about that because he doesn't, there isn't, a, 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 at least it's minimized the wanting of the other parent. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like he's going to be away from one of us. It, it is his mother for all, whatever I feel about his mother. I wouldn't want him away from his mother because then he's just going to look at me and say, why am I not with mommy too? Why I miss mommy. Oh, I don't know. It's just what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. Know. But he's good. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, he, he, he got his bedroom and he was so ecstatic about his bedroom and everything. And it was fun. It was really a lot of fun and, uh, we enjoyed it. So I'm in the middle of the first, the holidays kind of made it weird because it went back and forth because we split the holidays. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of the longest stretch. The the first longest stretch is that he's uh, away from me until Wednesday evening. Um, but it's it's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Well, dude, um, you we been, are talking you, every night. I was gonna say you've been under so much stress for from from this and and just the emotional abuse that your ex was or your wife was putting you under. I mean. I'm impressed of what how how well you dealt with that for as long as you did, man. I mean, so this is, yeah. I mean, this has got to be a, a tremendous relief for you. Yeah, well, that's you know, because of support, because of my friends, and because of you and your channel and and the people you have on your Discord and the people you have on your network. There, you know that we're not alone in this. That yeah. it's it, it's hard when you think it's, you're the only person doing this, and this is the end of the world. When you know, oh my God, there's people going through this. There's people going through easier situations of people going through a lot harder situations. So it's hard to be so catastrophic when you realize that people out there have a lot worse than you do. You know, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it, it makes it easier to be thankful for what you do have that I have my parents here, you know, something like that. If I didn't have them, I don't know. I wouldn't have made it through the 430 days or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I, I would have had to maybe quit because I need to shower. I need to clean my clothes. <laughs> I need to say I'm done. I can't, I got to get out of here and buy my, I got to rip my own place. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to keep the positivity, but, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of it it is uh, about perspective, right? I mean, a lot of it is, is 
looking at our situation and trying to find a little bit of positive, which is really hard a lot of the times to keep going, to keep plugging along. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. It's been a lot, uh, I get, I don't know, easy, but it, it's, it's been, cause I, I tend to do the, I have, you know, the anxiety and yeah, I get the catastrophic thinking. So it's been yeah. easier than I imagined. <laughs> well, I mean, so and, and then even, we talk even every this, night. Are you guys doing video or are you doing, uh, um, just on the phone? Just a phone call. Um, because awesome. because I know, I know, I don't know. We haven't, I know she, you know, my wife has an Apple phone. I have an Android. I don't know. Sometimes I'm sure you can do it, whatever, but it's fine. Audio is fine. You know, we talked to you a couple of, you know, a few minutes, you know, with his five things, you know, he's fixed. So it yeah. doesn't, it's not that in depth. <laughs> he usually gets distracted and he's just like, Oh, he's doing his thing. He's playing with a slinky now. Yeah. There but, you go. Uh, no, it's, cool, it, man. it's all good. You know, he, he's, he's, he's happy. I'm happy. And I'm hoping eventually, you know, the, the, uh, my wife will realize it's not worth uh, spending tens of thousands of dollars to battle this. And she'll just say, eh, it's fine. And she'll give in. Somehow she'll find some space-saving measure to say, uh, all right, you know, they always need to save space. So somehow she's going to need to make a bargain with herself and say, I did, I, I, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. I agreed to this because. Right. No, you're right. You're very <laughs> so we'll right. We'll see what that might be. Yeah. But, uh. Well, I mean, the fact that it's your temporary so orders far, are huh? 50-50 is outstanding. I mean, it's going to be it, – it, it, well, one of you guys would have to really screw up badly for that to get undone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, t- I tell myself. I said to my friends, I said, you know, it's my game to lose now. Yeah, now, I'm in the, yeah, I'm in the lead in the fourth quarter. Yes, absolutely. I, I got to screw up magnificently. To, I, I don't see how this would <laughs> hey, go dude, wrong. And, 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 and to be honest, just, I would be, I mean, for, for you to go 400 plus days in that nightmare and not make the mis- any of those mistakes and then to screw it up now, <laughs> I might have to fly my, my behind yeah. to, to, to New York to whack you out on the head if that happens. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know what I can do, except, I don't know, rough up my son or something crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, I, it's no, I know, no, I know what you're saying. No, it's all good. But look, I mean, yeah, the reality is, is it's yours to win. Just be calm. Don't make any mistakes. And uh, and then just enjoy the fact that you don't have that chaos constantly, you know, every day. I, Dude, I, I, I don't know how you did it, man. I'm I'm a, I'm definitely proud of you for what you were able to endure to get to this point. So good for you. And you should feel good about it. Well, I did it with my friends. Yeah, I did it with my friends, my family and and you and your network and your 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 Discord and the people you have. It's a lot of support, you know. Don't uh, don't take yourself for granted uh, uh the what you've taught me and just the not, you know, not uh, just the normal things, not making mistakes, taking it easy, the positivity, you know. Yeah. Before I I was introduced to your network or your videos, you get into a lot of that negativity, the woman hating for a man's side, oh, you get yeah. into the woman hating, you get into the, 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 the MGTOW kind of yep. stuff, the hate. I got away from that. I, I got into that for a minute and then I, it ain't the way. And then I found, wow, there's men that do this to women. And that was hard for me to even understand. I was like, wow, a woman can be, and yeah, this is just these, these people come in all sexes and sizes and yep, it's the same game. True. Yeah. So, so it definitely kept me on the positive and not making mistakes, not reacting, you know, so it's good stuff. So I appreciate all you did. So you do God's work, like I always say. And, well, thanks so much, uh, yeah, man. So we're doing, we're doing all right. Awesome. Thanks hey, for thank sharing. You. I appreciate it. <clears throat>
That is outstanding. Man, I love good stories. I mean, especially coming off the heels of that other one. But but uh, I mean, but anybody who's been on the channel for a long time knows his story and how much stress and anxiety. I mean, there's been times where he was just not doing so well. Anything uh, anything going on in the comments, moderator Debbie? Oh, let's see. Well, um, we definitely had an outpouring of support uh, for our last caller going through a really rough time. And I really hope that he joins the discord that the invite went out. And then we have a lot of people just really happy to see you, uh, uh, on here, Matt. So congrats on how well things have been going. Yeah, that's outstanding. I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Uh, wow. No, no call. Well, okay. Just so everybody knows, uh, I took today off and unless, let me double check, let me make sure that my, my uh, temporary boss hasn't said anything uh, to me because uh, I had asked him the question the other day of if there was going to be an intro and it sounded as though there was not. Uh, so my point is, is that we are running a little, we're going to run this show a little bit longer than normal. So instead of being the hour, it'll, it'll press on. So we are in hour two. I might have to figure out how to do an intermission and get coffee, more coffee, since uh, my my cup is an is 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 scaled for an hour. <laughs> Alan, I thank you so much. And I know other people have said it, but don't forget to like the live stream, fo live stream folks. Click the like button if you're new here. Click the subscribe, and uh, if you really like what's going on, become a channel member. Hey, at the lowest level, it's only. It's only $199. And uh, you get access to most of this most of the stuff. So oh, hold on. I'm trying to <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to miraculously have my coffee reloaded. Let's go to the tree cam for a minute. I don't know. Is that weird that I still have my tree up? Who else still has their tree up if you have a tree up? And let me also ask this who decided to uh, not set anything up just because it was so stressful on this. So curious what you guys think. So, <clears throat> and I know it's going to take probably 30 seconds for me to start getting responses to that because it always does. So, all right. Bear says coffee break like the old days. Oh, thank you so much. So now, now I've been recharged. Moderator Debbie has taken care of me. See, normally we don't get to do this uh, in the same place. Normally it's, um, she's at her house and I'm here. So we're doing it remotely. So that is uh, uh, interesting. Let me see. So I think, so how many people are also not, are, are like, wait a minute, the show's still going? <laughs> All says, I'm keeping our tree up as long as possible. <clears throat> oh, this is a good one. Alan says, I would recommend that the new caller watches Alex, my docket series from the start. It's an amazing chronicle of how he spent his years recovering from the initial attack. Uh, and on that, let me see if I can get my keyboard over here. Uh, what you need to do is, let's see, let me add a tab. Let me just go to YouTube and then I will... Bring the, and you guys are going to get to see what some of the stuff I'm kind of looking at right now. So I'm watching a lot of Dave Ramsey lately. So what you want to do is you want to do a search for the proper person. 
on YouTube, which is Alex Falcone, which is this guy right here. Uh, and when you go to his channel, he has, hopefully it doesn't auto, well, it shouldn't because I'm subscribed. It ha he has his My Docket series, which basically chronicles his entire court case from the beginning with video transcripts from some of the hearings. So you can actually see how the process, how the process works. So that's what uh, Alan was talking about. So I would definitely, uh, I, and Alex is great. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised his channel isn't grown more, but, uh, but he's, uh, he's an outstanding guy. He also runs our Nevada judges, which is uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's a system that tracks family or tracks judges and their, and their over their, um, appeal rate. So it kind of rates all the different judges on how they're, how they do in the system. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a system that should be rolled out across the United States. Everyone should have, um, have that. Oh man, the caller, we, we had a caller coming in and they hung up. Darn the luck. Well, caller, uh, call back in. Would love to have an opportunity to hear what you have to say. Oh, thanks, Craig. Uh, says, I don't need this channel anymore, but I support you and what you do, and I hope to help others who are going through this destruction I went through. I'll always support you, DST. Oh, thanks, man. And we need to talk, because I need to get you on to uh, talk about your story some more. I mean, I know you called in once, but uh, um, anyways, I'll try to reach out to you so we can make that happen. Oh, man, this is the same question I get all the time. But I'll go ahead and... Um, Mangy, how do you say that? Let me, uh, Mangy Rose says, DSD, does your ex or do your kids know about your show and or DSD? My understanding is the ex does not know about this. And <clears throat> I'm very cautious about, uh, hold on a second. I'm very, uh, cautious. I don't use my full name. I never, unless I think maybe in the 900 plus videos, I've accidentally said her name or one of the kids' names like once or twice. So I, I, I'm not doing this to try to, you know, to, to, to draw hate or discontent towards her. Uh, the kids know I do a YouTube channel. I mean, they probably know, you know, a little bit, you know, they know that I'm helping people and stuff. But I mean, this is, that's, that's the reason why I don't do coaching calls when they're here. Uh, I do the morning show when they're here but they're asleep, right? I mean, it's like, uh, and I will be, to be perfectly honest, I do modify some of the things I say when they're physically in the house, but they, they sleep in and they're not awake and you know, they're not, they're, they're not, you know, I wouldn't, that, that's one of the other reasons why I'm not doing a, an afternoon thing when they're here, because I do not feel comfortable when everyone's awake doing their thing, running the show. So I, I am very cautious about that. There's a, there's a slight chance that maybe the ex knows that I do this, but I really don't think so just because nothing has ever been said about it. And I, and I would assume that it would be like a bomb going off, but I get that question a lot. A lot of people ask, uh, um, here's the thing guys, and I'll just throw this out there. When you figure this stuff out, and what you're dealing with. Don't tell your ex that you think you know what they are. 
don't go to them and say, oh my God, you're a narcissist. I think you have, you know, you have NPD or BPD or you're, you have a personality disorder. Don't do it. It's not going to help you. Actually, it's going to make things worse because if they don't understand this stuff and you say it and they catch it and they pay attention enough to go search it, I guarantee you the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to be calling you that and they're going to be saying that you are and now you're dealing with that. Use use this information to your tactical advantage. So anyways, that's my advice on that. Um, let me see. I, now I do have a caller. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm going to try to go to that now. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. This is Win Forward on your channel. How are you? Hey, good to talk to you. I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good, good. We, we spoke briefly last week. I'm the first time calling in. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time. I am on your Discord. The work you're doing, you and Debbie and the Discord folks have been a huge support. But I, I just wanted to start sharing a little bit more of my story and start getting some advice, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm located in New Jersey, despite the accent. And I was I haven't seen my children since July. I was hit with um, false allegation of abusing what I thought was just my daughter. She turned out to be both my children um, who were minor. Um, and I was also hit with a second CPS charge in September for abusing them and neglecting them. It took over four months for these investigations to, to, to conclude because of COVID and just the seriousness of the allegations. And uh, the first one was unfounded, which is the, uh, the sexual abuse of, of my kids. And the second one was, was not established. So they both were false. They both worked out in my favor. Thank God. I'm uh, glad my to hear that. Also put off. Yeah. It was, it was scary. So I feel for the, the previous caller and actually the first two callers today. Um, I then also had a restraining order and I was the one that actually was abused. So on the same day my wife got a restraining order on me, I got one on her. Um, now, uh, we did do a trial again. That took over three months and, and there was no way the judge wasn't grant a final for my wife given the CPS allegation. But he granted me one as well. So we both have final restraining orders against each other. You have um, permanent restraining orders? You, you guys have permanent restraining orders against yeah. each other? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 even, even though I had the evidence, video evidence, showing that I was the one, one abused. Um, yes, yeah, the, the judge decided to grant permanent on both of us against each other. Well, how does that work with the so, custody of the kids, though? Well, that's what I was going to say. So at the time, the CPS investigation was still ongoing, um, and it granted temporary custody with the, to my wife. It continued that temporary custody order, and the judge said, come back to me, assuming CPS clears, and it clears, fine. Right. Come back to him, and he'll grant parenting time. Okay. So now I'm in the process of doing that. So oh, okay. I'm writing to the judge, filing a motion. I've also tried to tell my wife's lawyer through my lawyer, it's done. The false allegations were not true. You need to grant him parenting time. And they're coming back to me and saying, I need supervised visits. CPS said I've need supervised visits, which is actually a lot of lies. Because I've spoken to CPS. 
and legally they can't even allow to have supervised visits because of nothing was fouled. Well, they're but, continuing but, to just but they're going to they're going to try. I mean, but but this goes with what I say are I say a lot is she's got nothing to lose, mm. right? So might as well throw it out there and make yeah. you fight that because if it happens to stick, then you know, cool. Now you have supervised visit and it's more of a nightmare for you. So um, I, I guess yeah. the thing is, is I, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, you would hope that a person would finally just realize, okay, this is this is stupid and stop. But these people don't. They don't do it. They, they'll they'll continue this crap as long as they possibly can. Best case scenario is, yeah. is she'll run you through all this, and then whenever you lose, whenever it's finally over, and you get, you know, let's say you get fifty fifty. And, uh, and then, yeah. then it'll be like, oh, okay, well now let's be friends. And it's like, wait a minute, you've, you've done all of this. I mean, how can I ever trust you because you've demonstrated that you're a monster? So mm. anyways. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I, I, I can't trust. I mean, this is the worst allegation the parent could face in my opinion. Yeah. The two quick questions I have for you would are, um, uh, so my, I'm, I'm going to now file for divorce. The divorce file is, is created. I'm just going to go through it. In New Jersey, the standard way of divorcing is called no-fault divorce. Right. Reconcilable differences. My lawyer is suggesting to file something under extreme cruelty um, because she can see this potentially going to trial, even though less than 1% do. But she wants me to just be on the front foot you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just not sure. I, I think she's probably right. It, if your attorney, no, I, I would agree. I would agree with you on, I would agree with your attorney on that. Right. I mean, cause he, see, here's the problem. Okay. And what, what I'm trying to say, or what I'm thinking is, is that, you know, we get to the point where it's like, okay, I just want this over with. Let's just get divorced. Okay, fine. The problem right. is, is you need to be strategic right. about it because you being nice or you just trying to make this easy doesn't necessarily help you. Right. So I think your attorney right, right. advice of saying, hey, extreme cruelty could be beneficial. I mean, it could make it more of a shit show for like, I mean, we're an hour to or you know, second hour. So I can say that. But uh, I would yeah. uh, I, I would encourage I, I would tend to lean towards that just because you're still in the midst of it. You you know, you've just dealt with all this potential criminal. I mean, Jesus, your ex. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, not your ex, your yeah. wife was trying to get you thrown yeah. in jail as a as a, under false allegations of being a, a child abuser. I mean, holy hell. That's right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I just can't, you know, I can easily Yeah, so it, sound, it, it sounds like your attorney understands what you're dealing with, which is which is good. She does. She uh, does. So I would, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously we're just talking for a few minutes, so, you know, but uh, she's at least yeah. saying the right things. What was your second question? My second question was, so part of the motion I need to write about my relationship with my children. And the good news is I've been ever present. In fact, since 2016, I was taking them to school, making them breakfast, getting them up, doing awesome. exercise with them, et cetera, et cetera. My, my, my work allowed me to do that. Picked them up 50% of the time. Took them to the doctors more than 50% of the time. If they were sick, I'd pick them up. I'd watch them. You know, I was ever present in their life. So is it, I'm trying to articulate that. Do you have any thoughts on, I just don't, know, don't want to make any, because now I'm going to present this piece of paper to a judge who knows, doesn't know me, has no idea who I am. 
you know, trying to create something which shows some emotion, shows love, obviously, but also shows how ever-present I've been. Any tips there? That I sh- things I shouldn't leave off this, this document. Well, see, the, the, the thing you have to remember is you need a good summary, right? Because if you, if you, give, if you put in a 75-page document that covers you know, your entire life history of, of what you did, they're never going to read it. So right. we're, I would work closely with your attorney on how to, how to craft that because they're going to okay. know okay. the best way, should know. I mean, they should know the best way to um, get to, to articulate that and, and show it. And probably, I mean, you could probably just do it by just making those statements saying, you know, I've been actively involved in the kids' lives. I've taken to, you know, X amount of, you know, all, if it's 100%, 100% of the doctor's appointments, I've taken them to, yeah. uh, you know, that type of thing. Um, I mean, because you're not going to be able to sit there and at, unless you attach it as an exhibit, you're not going to be able to attach a time diary to it. I mean, you, you could attach it. You don't want to make that part of the main document. And actually, to be honest, I have an attorney uh, from California who's going to be on, I think is going to be on tomorrow. I got to firm that back up. Uh, and I can ask that one of the questions or one of the topics we were going to talk about. Now, I know you're in New Jersey, but in documenting, yeah. it, part of the conversation was going to be about how to document stuff. So so watch out for tomorrow because okay. that, that could okay. cover uh, what you're, granted, I, I mean, every area, every place is different, but a lot of the overarching concepts do are relevant I mean, across, I mean, hell across the planet, to be honest. So I know that doesn't sure, specifically sure. answer your question right now, but hopefully that gives you some stuff to think about and, uh, work. It toward. does. It okay. does. It, it's super helpful. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Dane. Thank, thanks for taking my call. And thanks again for this whole community. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, man. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's the, the reoccurring theme on this. That's really, what's really rough. And, and I'll just, let me pause for a moment. The thing that's really rough is how these people have no empathy or conscience on what they're doing to sit there. And I mean, it's, and it's weird, right? I mean, we're talking about this and we've had a few people who've called in who are being accused of some pretty bad stuff. And, and it gets to the point where it's, it's just it's so common that it's like, yeah, you know, not, not, yeah, okay. But it's like, I mean, just to pause for a moment and to think that someone would lie about something so horrible that could potentially throw someone in jail just for their own self-interest is just horrible. And the sad part is, is most people in the real world or in the rest of the world who aren't dealing with this don't think that it's that that someone would ever lie about that and it's it's a uh, man it's so tough anything you want to add on to that moderator debbie well what i'm going to add is a little different i just want to say there's been some stuff going on in the chat and us two moderators have been working on it and uh just a reminder we try to keep the chat as uh productive and helpful as possible. Uh, we work to remove things that are not productive or helpful and um, or overly political or overly sexist or those type of things. We, we, we're here to help each other, right? That's our goal. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I've been very uh, 
uh, well, I don't know, adamant about, but, but proud of is a supportive community. So I know as we continue to grow and new people come in, you know, obviously they're not going to necessarily know that, but, but this, this community is not to start bashing on other people or, or going down the pit of hell. I don't know what the, I missed the conversation, so I don't know what it was, but, uh, uh, you know, but I will say sometimes we have some people who are, who are very stressed and angry and that's understandable. And what I've seen over time is a lot of them have been able to uh, change their perspective. Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of people on this have, uh, uh, you know, like, so I can't remember the, like the first or second caller who was discussing, you know, going down the MGTOW route and stuff like that. I think everyone starts out that you're, you're so angry and you're looking for, you're looking for uh, uh, answers and support. And all of us are pretty mad at one point. I mean, I, I often said that had I made this channel nine years ago when I was going through my stuff, it would have been a different channel and it wouldn't have been as helpful. And it would have been helpful for you. It would have been helpful for me. And it would have sent me down a different path. <laughs> I might be bigger, <laughs> but I don't think it would be productive. Um, Dwayne, I, I wanted to jump onto what you were mentioning about how, you know, when, you know, when we're in the heat of everything and we're needing to vent, uh, both of us do understand that just to make that clear. So if the person who had been timed out is, is listening, if, if that's what, I don't know how that works, but, um, I just, we do understand that we do understand that, uh, you're going to want to vent and, and so, it, even though we do understand that, um, it's it's not real helpful for the rest of us who are on the channel in the chat um, when it gets just a little rough. You know, some of the language and the anger, it's a little rough. So, um, but hey, we get it. We get it that you're upset. Just want you to know. All right. So uh, hopefully that was helpful. I, I'll have to go back and look at the transcripts to see what that was about. But we have another caller. This is like the call marathon show. So let me get everything set up. It looks like it's a, I think it's T solo. If I click in it correctly. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I, I just kind of wanted to uh, piggyback on the caller. They called a couple calls ago about just the nightmare story and, uh, you know, it, it just it just kind of brought back a lot, and like you were trying to tell him, you know, these these first couple of weeks are so important not to make mistakes. And, yeah. Uh, in this situation, and and it's really one of those things. And I could you could just see when he was telling the story, you could actually hear when the tactic of his ex changed. And I would about bet anything she had talked to an attorney. Oh, absolutely. And they told her, you know, and, and you can just tell like it's automatic. And, it's, and what we've got to understand is is you cannot, these, once the attorney gets involved, they tell them exactly what to do. In my case, um, you know, what happened with my adversary was basically, um, you know, we were talking about getting divorced and um, and we were arguing, but nothing was really severe. But once I found out later she talked to an attorney, then she would ramp up the argument to the point where trying to, to provoke me. And then I found out later she was trying, she was recording me every time to get me to do something yeah and she would get witnesses and 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 what people's got to understand once you go to this route you cannot you know you got old saying tina turner what love we got to do with you, you got to love out the window because it'll get you in trouble 
Yeah. You know, this is what this guy, you know, this, this people out there, just remember these people, once they talk to an attorney, you cannot, it's over. You've got, it's game on. You have to, you have to, you know, play the game and, and, and the game's a horrible game. And like, you know, it's, it's one of those games that I don't think most people understand what it is to have to get out of it. You know, the, so, the, the other thing I know, would just add on to that, I just, and I, I, I mean, I don't think you're saying this, but I just want to throw this out there. And that is just because they're talking to an attorney doesn't mean the attorney's making them do anything. The attorney is, is no, they're, they're doing what they want to do. Right. And, and I think what's happening, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that, that they sit down with their client and they come in and go, oh, you know, hey, I'm getting a divorce. You know, my ex isn't that bad. And I don't think they turn around and say, okay, hey, darling, you know, you just need to make sure, you know, if you really want to win this, you need to do everything to try to get him thrown in jail. And they go, okay, you know, they want to do it anyways, right? A, a good moral ethical person would never in a million years do something like this out of context. I would even say that most normal people, even if there is some gray area, and if the, even if the attorney was like, well, have they ever scared you? And instead of leaning forward going, well, yeah, I guess it'd be like, well, no, not, I mean, you're taking it out of context, right? I mean, that's what, but that's what we would do, right? I mean, if an attorney said, I'm assuming yeah, T Solo, yeah. that if your attorney said, well, T, have you ever been, uh, uh, have you ever been scared of, of what your ex might do? Has she ever done anything that may make you think that she might, you know, stab you in the heart? Well, maybe, oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. There were things that I didn't do because I was not, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I mean, well, yeah, okay. Maybe there's some things, but I'm not going to say that that's out of context. That's not really what we're talking about, but, but they will, and they're doing it on their own. They're not being manipulated or, or, or convinced, you know, though my ex tried to play it out. You know, my ex tried to say, oh, well, I just was following other people's advice. I don't know what happened. You know, oh, fuck that. Sorry. It just, it's just frustrating. Well, in my yeah, I guess I totally agree. In my ex's case, what she did was she found an attorney that would do what she wanted to do. And I think exactly, that's, and that's where I kind of where I'm getting at. They kind of found the attorney that will do what they want them to do. And like in my case, you know, what in mine was just a, when they happened to me, it was just a false allegation. But they it, never, it was over basically quote quote in her own handwriting. I was being a bully. That was it. Yeah. But it, that sets a whole you know windfall of you know, child support's due immediately, all this, it's just yep. practice. And, and, uh, and even though if it was dropped, it still starts the process. You know, it wouldn't even, the judge didn't even listen to it. It was like, whatever, this is ridiculous. But it already started the process of, you know, child support due, da, 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 da. But this, this, you know, it's just, it's, and this guy called in earlier, I just hope that he can get, you know, get, support him and let him know that, you know, he's got to think differently about this. It's, one, it's, 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 it's game on now. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. And I'm glad you, I mean, I'm glad someone else is saying it too, because you're spot on. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for calling. Oh, shoot. I hit the button too soon. So, you know, this reminds me of a story that uh, my dad had said to me and it was really hard for me to hear. And at the time I didn't under, I didn't completely understand it, but he said to me, you know, this person is now your arch enemy and your worst adversary. And I'm like, what? You know, it's like what, 22 decades of what? And, you know, T Solo just said it. My dad said it nine years ago. I'm saying it now. Once you get into this thing and, and I, I'm not, okay, let me just say, 
I'm not saying every divorce is, is like that. There are normal people out there. There are people who can amicably divorce. There are people who can say, okay, you know what? All right. You know, things went south and, uh, I'm not going to, and how do we, how do we proceed on in the next stage of our lives without it being a knockdown drag out? But you need to have your defenses. You need to have your eyes open. You need to have your eyes open and you need to make sure that you're watching everything that's going on and you need to be prepared for everything to turn south. Technically, that's the way I approach this. When I started this and everyone was telling me, you know, you're going to be in for a nightmare. I'm like, no, we've been married two decades. We have three kids together. We've had we've had, you know, a, a half my life has been with this person. I mean, they're not that. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. They were willing to do, I mean, not as much as some of these other people, you know, uh, but it was uh, pretty bad. And to be perfectly honest, probably had she realized that uh, if she didn't, had my ex not realize or realized that 50-50 was normal in California now, if you pay for it and you fight for it, she probably would have pushed harder to win. I think she was told that, oh, you're going to win. You're going to get to move. You know, you've already won this. So the approach wasn't as bad. Some of you guys out there have exes who are a little bit more, you know, maybe risk averse. And they're like, oh, I want to make sure I win. So how do I, how do I nuclear, you know, drop a nuclear bomb in the middle of this to make sure there is zero chance is what they're thinking to, that the other person will, uh, will be able to, to win or make any headway. So on that, let me just look at some of the comments. Was there anything else that was going on that I missed during that? Well, yeah, there's some things in the comments going on. Uh, we have something going on. We, we have a person in the chat, Deborah Yathschild, mm-hmm. and uh, she's thinking about going out of state. And then we're getting some, you know, people commenting and trying to figure out what's going on. What's the? Was there a question or was it just a comment? Because I, I would have some thoughts on that. I'm trying to. Uh, oh, okay, wait a minute. I see it. It says. Uh, Good morning. This is my first time live. I am planning on moving out of state in a couple of weeks or less with my 11-year-old. He, 11-year-old, he thinks we're just moving an hour south of here. I'm terrified. Well, okay. So I'll approach this because see this, this, that right there will be triggering for a lot of people. I'm assuming triggering for people on it. Uh, Here's the reality. Until you file for divorce, you have a lot of flexibility in what you can do. So if you were to move out of state before, then you could probably do that. However, if one of you file, almost every state has a, 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 an immediate restraining order that says you can't move. At least you can't move out of state. So the other issue is, depending on where you're at, Move aways can be complicated. This is, and this is exactly, well, let me make me full screen. This is, um, <clears throat> this is what happened with, in my situation. My ex was basically, I'm going to move. I'm taking the kids. I'm going, you know, Midwest. I'm in California. And this is what's going to happen. If we don't reconcile, I'm taking the kids and moving. And I'm like, F that. And I filed. So that stopped that. And then it turned into a, uh, move away. So we had a custody evaluation, not initially for that. Initially, the custody evaluation was just to determine 
you know, if I was, if the allegations were substantiated enough or if I was mentally sound enough to be around my children. During the course of that, she was trying to move and, uh, or wanted to move. And then, but the problem is, is in most places, you have to have a good cogent argument on why moving is good for the kids. 11, 11 year old is, is, uh, is older, obviously. Um, and it would depend, right? In most places, move aways are harder to win if you're the moving away parent, because how do you, how do you articulate why it's better for the kid to move? And you, most places you can't say, oh, well, it's better because I have a family and support group that will help me and our child. Like California, it's like they don't care about that. It's like, no, the family is mom and dad and the kids. Family is the priority of the family isn't mom and the grandparents. So you just got to be careful of that. So um, I'm not sure what other, was there any other discussion on that one? Right, right. So she's going she's got some advice from an attorney. Um, it says, I've already talked to a lawyer. I tried getting a protective order, but was told I can't. He stalked his first wife and ended up in jail. So there's a lot of backstory See, that we don't, you know, know, you know what? And I just want to, I, I just put that up on the screen. Here's the other thing that I find incredibly common about this, right? It's like somebody who is the toxic person. This is what happens. It's like you have everything. The person's already demonstrated that they're a toxic person, and they're saying, "Oh, you can't do it." And then on you on the flip side, you have have somebody who is is not this, and they get the temporary, they get the restraining order, they get limited visitation, they get all this stuff. And I, I don't know how many times I've seen this to where the court system is is biased toward the narcissistic person. And it blows my mind how it's just like time after time after time after time again, that is what seems to to manifest itself. And it's it's and and I've seen it with women too. I mean, I've seen where they're like, holy crap, you know, I mean, I got like this person saying, you know, I have all this evidence that this stuff's really going on and no one will listen to me. Whereas somebody else, they they set the other person up and uh, are able to do it. Now, I think that's probably the difference is, is that a narcissistic person will be methodical, like we've had a few callers in, like even what T. Solo was saying, where as soon as they know what they're trying to do, they're trying to push your buttons to get you to uh, to react. Anything you want to add on to that? Um, well, it's just as far as a case like this goes, you know how it is when we don't know the full story. It's complicated and it's hard to make a, uh, you know, so when we... When we give our thoughts, everybody out there, uh, just know that we don't always know the whole backstory. We're basing our comments on what very little we know. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say my my approach is always be I'll, I'll take whatever anyone says at face value and and give the advice as if it's true. Uh, and the crazy part is is that there's different advice for different things. Like for instance, if Paulus was legit, the advice would be uh, get um, you know get out of state as quickly as possible to, to make it happen while you still can. The other advice on it, I think if I was giving advice to the, the, uh, the ex-husband or the potential ex-husband in this thing, I would see file, file for divorce immediately so that you stop that movement. So, you know, I mean, it's, there's always two sides to all this stuff. So anyways, anything else That's that true. I missed? Nope. I think we're good. If there's anybody who had a question that I didn't see for some reason, go ahead and repost it in the chat if, if you need to. Yeah, John just says, they play the victim to victimize people. Man, that is so true. 
Uh, I do have another caller, so I'm gonna Joe. I'm gonna Joe. I'm gonna go to that, or at least I'm gonna attempt to. Hello, welcome to the show. How you doing? How you doing, Dwayne? I usually comment, but they I uh, got thrown off YouTube like half the other uh, people out there. I don't know why. I'm pretty PC, but uh, I just want to thank you for everything you do. And it's nice seeing Debbie on there. It's hard to believe that I actually met somebody after my divorce, considering that I actually probably hated women pretty badly, but uh, spent the day with my son, who was autistic. It was great. It was great, man. That's awesome. When did you get to do that? Uh, I saw him for the first Christmas Eve in a couple of years because he's nice. special needs adult. So yeah, that makes so it I had to tough. go to court. I met a great lawyer. And the one thing I'll say about hiring lawyers, you hire them. If they're not doing what you want, get rid of them. Yeah. That's spot on, man. Not all lawyers are created equal. That's for damn sure. No. And it's hard to believe, you know, that I actually, because he was an adult. I kept telling him he's an adult, but I had the diagnosis of autism. He knows the deal. He won't tell me. He knows the deal. But uh, it was, I had a great day with him. Some days do ebb and flow. Some days start a little lesser than others. And Debbie said a perfect word the other day, diminished. That was the perfect yeah. definition of what these people do. They try to diminish you. But I compare this channel to um, Rocky Balboa when he keeps getting up and Apollo just looks and says, oh, what is this guy doing? That's what we're like here. Like, I just keep getting up. And I, I must say I went from really weak to just a powerful, you know, person. And, and this channel has a lot to do with it. Man, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm, and I'm so glad to hear you got to spend some time with your son. That's, that's outstanding. I mean, that's, I mean, you've been fighting for that for a while. Is he verbal or nonverbal, your son? Yeah, he's verbal. He shaves, nonviolent, no drugs, very smart. So he knows, he told the third party, someone texted me a while ago saying how he told me everything that's, you know what it is, your kids won't tell you stuff, but yeah. he told the third party everything that's going on, so to speak. But uh, no, I always had faith that he would, because uh, I was in his life his whole life, that it would, that it, I always had faith in him that he would come through because he's very smart when it comes that's to human awesome. behavior. So, and I always just believed in him because we always spent time together and all that. So it's, uh, it's great. It's a great thing, but uh it was not a long. It was a pretty long fight, but I had a great attorney who really cared. I mean, you got to really you do hire them. You got to be careful who you hire. But uh, you know, the fact that he crafted a visitation when an adult got a judge to sign it was pretty amazing. That's and, awesome. Uh, and now she's kind of in the contempt situation. Yeah, she kind of got. She didn't. I think I was just underestimate. A lot of us do underestimate ourselves, and we start out in this oh, so yeah. weak. Yeah, I can't believe how strong I got. That's awesome, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's so hard, right? I mean, cause you, you, you start this thing and you feel so defeated and you are defeated. I mean, the, the reality is, is when we start this thing, we basically get Pearl Harbor and we're back on our heels and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to basically crawl out of the, out of the devastation of that, but you can do it. It just takes perseverance. Uh, it takes hope and it's hard to keep that hope and perspective and most of the time, I, I hear stories like what you're sharing today that you're able to uh, you're able to overcome. I mean, I know it's not the. It, I mean, I'm sure right now, it's not still the perfect solution of what you would want. But you're making progress, and that's outstanding, man. I'm really happy for you. When do you get to see your son again? 
Uh, well, I agree. I saw him a lot through the holidays, so I've been seeing him, you know, every weekend, and, uh, and I've been going, you know, going to therapy, but uh, I've been seeing him every weekend. But at the beginning of the case, when my attorney just said, are you seeing him at all? I said, nope. I went 16 months. And he said, you know what? We have nothing to lose. He, then he took like a week or so, consulted other attorneys and said, hey, this is the plan. Because we have nothing to lose. So might as well, you know, craft a plan. And that's what we yeah. did, crafted a plan. And, you know, we really, uh, it worked out really well. But, uh, you know, it's just yesterday I felt so, I don't know, I just felt great about myself. And everything, your know, life is so good. Yeah. Well, thank, I'm glad to hear that, so man. Strong. I think, I think when empaths wake up, they're dangerous. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I've been seeing that uh, lately of people saying stuff like that. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it, it, it. We end up yeah, having to morph into people we never thought we could be, but we're we have a lot more power than we think. So, thank you so much yeah, for sharing that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Dwayne. You're the best. And uh, I like seeing Debbie on there, too. That's awesome. It's just, it's a great community and, uh, you know, bless everything in your life. All right. Thanks, man. That's awesome. I love hearing, and I'll go ahead and I'll bring both of us on so we'll both be on the on the screen. I love hearing positive stories. That's, uh, especially at this, it's so tough. Um, I tell you, when I first started this, uh, this, this channel, I mean, I didn't, you know, I mean, at the beginning, you, there's no, there's no history. So, but now after been doing this for f over four years, there's a lot of times where I keep hearing stories like this, where you see that anything you want to add on to that? Yeah. Just, um, being here long enough to, to see a full cycle of recovery is fantastic. Right. When we get yeah. people in the comments that say, Hey, I don't need your channel anymore, but thanks so much. Um, Dwayne's gotten quite a bit of that. I'd say what over the last couple of years, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, so let, let those out there who are at the beginning stages feel at least some level of comfort when you see those comments or callers come in and know that, yes, that can be you in a year or two. You know, that can be you that jumps on the chat and says, Hey, I don't really, you know, need you guys at the same extent, but gosh, thanks. You know, it could be you. And I hope so. I don't, I, I don't, we don't right, Dwayne. We don't want to see someone five years from now in the same rut, you know? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's weird. I mean, it's like the worst, <laughs> the worst business model possible, right? I want you guys to get your life back. And I've often said that my hope on this is that, you know, you, you, you're sitting around a campfire someplace drinking a cold one and remin reminiscing about the time that you went through this and how this crazy dude on the internet helped you get your life back and wonder whatever happened with that guy. <laughs> That's my hope. Anyways, anything else you want to add before, man, we're like, we're like 10 minutes to the, to the top of the hour, which I think we'll stop this at eight. Um, yeah, that's a good it, idea. Is any last minute people want to jump on? You got one last chance. So I'm looking at the, at the comments. Let's see. Let's see. Do I need to remove there? It looks like, is there, is there somebody I need to do something or we need to do something with? I'm seeing some weirdness in the comments. Uh, yeah, we may have to, we might, we may have to for the, there's, I'm See, just sometimes look. it's difficult to determine whether someone is just sort of, you know, 
uh, yeah, mild, I'll, I'll, you know, okay. I'll, I'll leave it then. I don't, I don't want to sit here and read it live on the air because right. that would be not fun for anyone. So for the message last to minute. the other moderator, if you see something that makes you uncomfortable, uh, uh, you know, you could do the. You're empowered to <laughs> you take <can> control. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else. Uh, was there any other? Okay. So you had another question you had highlighted. Oh, this is a good one. I wonder if I could find this. Uh, it was from Jane. I'm trying to scroll up. Uh, nope. I'll just read it. So I'll just go over here. And uh, the comment was, Jane, why is it that the burden of proof always falls on the accused? Because laws are determined by individual states. How would anyone go about making changes to family law federally? Well, ugh, federally would be hard because in most places, I mean, the way the way our system works is states create their own own thing. Uh, but you know what? You, you brought up a really uh, uh, valid point that somebody gets to throw out an allegation. The court, family court tends to, to, to err on the side of caution, so they believe it, and then you're sitting there trying to defend yourself to prove that it's not true. And the sad part is, is that the person who's making the allegations has nothing to lose. So if you're, if they're a toxic person and they're like, Hmm, okay, you know, I don't believe this, but I want everything. So my best course of action is to throw it out there and make you fight tooth and nail for it. That's what happened in my situation. You know, my act, I mean, I figured, okay, you know, amicable, we'll do everything fine, you know, whatever. We'll just co-parent and whatever. But it's like, well, if you want everything, and you want all the money, and you want all the time, and you want all the control, well, you better throw something out there and throw out a reason why. So, I mean, that's the same situation I was in. I mean, I when I went to court the first time, I was hoping, I'm like, oh my God, I need 50-50. If I get 50-50, this will shut this crap down, and I won't have to deal with it. And what ended up, <clears throat> excuse me, what ended up happening is I didn't get 50-50. She wanted 80-20. She didn't get 80-20. Uh, but the bottom line was, is okay, well, let's see how dad does. You know, 13-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 6-year-old, been in the kids' lives their entire time, and now all of a sudden, here I am, basically happen to prove that, uh, that I can be in the kids' life. Now, fortunately for me, in my situation, the ex didn't go the supervised visitation route. She should, I mean, probably she should have. That would have been the, the, that's the most common thing to do. And if they would have said, uh, I mean, maybe they would have, I don't know if they would have blown it or blown it out of the water or not. And now part of this also depends on, on judges and stuff. You know, maybe I should ask this question one of these days, you know, maybe the, the judges in my area don't play that game. And maybe the judges in your area, it's like, oh, they err on the side of caution. So, but bottom line is, is I was stuck requesting a custody evaluation so that I could have someone come in and evaluate both of us primarily to evaluate me to determine whether I was a danger to my kids. And fortunately, after months and thousands upon thousands of dollars, the report came back saying, no, nah, you know, yeah, he's got, you know, everyone's got issues, but you know, 50, 50 is appropriate. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's really, it's, it's messed up. It's wrong. And, uh, 
And this goes into the other thing I want to mention, because a lot of people will always say, well, whoever, whoever files first, it has the advantage. And it took me a long time to understand what that really, what, what the advantage quote unquote really is. And here's the deal. Cause I filed first and I wasn't at any advantage. When you file first, what they're saying is, is that the person who files first, the person who's been planning this for six months to a year, who has everything lined up, who has all their evidence lined up and the accusations and everything, and they hit and they drop that nuclear bomb in the middle of everything on day one, that's what they mean when they say the person who files has an advantage. It's when somebody who's been methodically planning their attack for months upon months with legal advice has the advantage. If you file first and, and you're basically like you file and you don't put anything down there and you're not doing a tactical hit, then technically you don't have the advantage. I mean, I don't know if I if I had any advantage because uh, because I fi uh, filed first. I'll tell you, it's like I didn't get 50-50, but see, I didn't go in asking for that. If I would have went in probably and said, hey, you know what, uh, my ex is or the wife is batshit crazy and uh, she's a danger to the kids and she needing to be protected. Then, uh, and if I would have played that game, then I probably would have had the advantage. So, but uh, most people who are on this channel would never even imagine doing that because they would think that that would be the most cruel, horrible thing to do. And then the reality is, is you end up, you wake up one day and you realize, holy crap, you were, you know, married to a nightmare and the person will do whatever the hell they think they need to do. And as been said by multiple callers today on this show, it is not just a man-woman thing. You know, it's women can be, I mean, now granted, in this scenario, it typically falls on a guy. I mean, you know, statistically that's true. But it also happens to women too. A toxic narcissistic person will lie, manipulate, cheat, take things out of context for their own tactical advantage. And we just have to understand that. Anything you want to add? Right. Um, I was just seeing that somebody wasn't able to get uh, on the Discord. Sorry. Uh, Deborah Yathschild. So maybe after the show's over, we could... It's telling her that the email address is not correct. But, hmm. um, but back to what you're saying, the... Um, you know, it's true. It could happen from from both sides, and also, Dwayne, you were at a disadvantage because you uh, had the money, right? You had the money, oh, so yeah. they're going to come after you. But I do find it really interesting that you have you made such a good point. You're in the kids' lives from date of birth, right? It's not like you had yep. any history of running off or anything. So you had a solid history of being with your kids, and then all of a sudden. You know, these kids, they, you know, th they shouldn't see you. And every other weekend, you know, will be sufficient, as you would say. So it will be sufficient and that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, fear and all that stuff. Uh, it's so, yeah, that part is weird. Now, I did not know Dwayne during this time, by the way. I did not meet you until two years after that. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the whole, I, I, that is sufficient. Yeah, she's <laughs> with her little, little bony little finger. I have decided that, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what a waste. Mm -hmm. Anyways, oh, my God. We're, like, rolling up on on uh, on eight, on the 8 o'clock hour. I'm just scrolling through to see if there's anything I have missed that I want to hit before we, before we wrap everything up. 
as I mentioned earlier, I am off today. Actually, both of us are off. That's why we're able to do this today. Uh, I might do a member-only thing a little bit later today. Uh, so if you have, have you, if you've been considering hitting that member button, joining, you might want to do that today. Uh, we do these these things where we'll do a, a Google meeting to where we can all hang out. It's not broadcast on YouTube. It's uh, just a one-off thing. Um, it gives us an opportunity to, to talk on a more personal level and, and for me to get to see everybody, which is outstanding. And on that, I think I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, just cue the music. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Maybe one of these days, whenever I'm able to retire, like in... 17 years i'll be able to do these more often these longer ones it's hard to imagine even doing that but what i do want to say is if i can find the button thank you so much to all the channel members who make this happen who who have hit the button that helps keep the lights on keep the internet running uh keep the phone lines charged and and uh going i really appreciate all the support it really does help every little bit adds up because amazingly enough, this stuff isn't cheap. And on that, uh, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you here tomorrow.